is Reading With My Daughter. I'm Lucy. And I'm her dad, Dustin. And today we are reading The Bad Guys by Aaron Blaby. What episode number is this? Uh, nine. Episode nine. Good job. We changed things up. We didn't want to have two Judy Bloom books back-to-back on the podcast, so... We decided to throw this in there instead. You actually picked this book out. Normally, I do the book picking out, but today you picked the book out. Yep. What made you decide to want to do this book? Because it's just a book you got it for got for free, and you get to keep it. Like in the library, you get it for free, but you only get to keep it for an amount of time. And at the bookstore, you have to pay to get it. So it's just a free book. Gotcha. I remember what you said about... Uh, well, actually, first, tell us what this book is about, Bad Guys, and when was um, it written, or when did it come out? Uh, Do you remember off the top of your head? 2015? That's right, yep. Um, it's, about the, it's about the big bad wolf, like in Little Red Riding Hood, and he wants to become good, and he's, like, talking to you, and then he calls his friends Snake, Shark, and Mr. Piranha, and they don't agree with him on being good, but then they do do it, and they get this little car, and they try and go save the dog pound. They call it that, but it's like They a, save the dog pound? Or? No, they, like let all the dogs loose, but it's really just like a dog motel, and that's what they do. Oh, okay. When we read Otis Spofford, I said, why do you like this terrible book so much? And you said... Because I like getting into the mind of the villain. So this kind of book is just right up your alley then. Because you are in the mind of a villain. Even though they're not trying to be villains again. Mm. Um, no, I enjoyed this book. I thought it was pretty humorous and pretty well written. Really short read. I think I read this whole thing in like 45 minutes or something like that. Mm. It was not very long to read. The um, best part of the book, I think... Most people would like it too. Um, he's there, a car, and he and the wolf says we need to be able to smell danger, and he says, "Oh wait, I think I can smell it now." Wow, it's really strong, and then he yells, "Aha! Who farted?" <laughs> and then there's a little arrow pointing to the piranha, meaning he did it. He did it. I thought the snake did it, mm-hmm. but no, yeah, the piranha did yeah. it. And then he sticks him out the window to yeah. get all the snake stink out. Um, before we dive in too much, a thing we did, we skipped doing this one time, and you you got upset about it. You talked about wanting to look at like the toys. So I thought, well, every it seemed like every book we were doing was from like 1971 or 1972. I think we've had like three or four books, and then our next episode will be back to 1972. We should just call our podcast the 1972 podcast. Um, but when you were three, what do you remember playing with? I remember playing... Because this um, book came out when you were three years old. I remember playing with my Doc, uh, my Doc McStuffins toys, and that's that's really all I remember. That's all you remember? You uh, you don't watch Doc McStuffins that much anymore. Yeah. How come? I just don't. Yeah. When you get to be an adult, maybe you'll watch it again, just yeah. to relive your childhood. Maybe. I remember when you were three, though, you kept uh, 
no matter what it was, I would have to pretend to be Batman or Spider-Man or Mickey Mouse, but it was always the same game, which was Spider-Man comes over to Minnie Mouse's house for dinner. And that's how every game went, no matter what character I was. I just I came over to your house for dinner. Yeah. So, um, oh, uh, speaking of you being three, uh, we have a, a mini bonus episode of Reading With My Daughter. I guess we could call this episode zero. But here's uh, Lucy reading um, Goodnight Moon. When I was three. What was that book called? What was that book called? What's the name of the book? Is it Good Night Moon? I love you. I love you. You were so cute. That's one of my absolute favorite things in the world. And I just randomly thought of it tonight when we were talking about the book coming out when you were three years old. It's so. a book podcast. Yeah. Yes, it counts. So, I always like that. You you like the kitties in Goodnight Moon the best. I think they were your, your favorite part. So, And speaking of favorite parts, uh, you have a part you want to read. I thought this was neat in this book. It had case files. Yeah, case files since they're bad guys. Yeah. So, my, why don't you take a... Uh, uh, my favorite was the shark, but I'm going to read them in order. There was. Four. Are you going to read all of them, or are you just going to read two I'm just going to read two, but there was four of them. Ah. That's okay. I'm just going to read the snake and the shark. Okay. All right, it says... Name. Mr. Snake. Case number. 35422C. Uh, what's that word? Alias, like what his other nickname is. The Chicken Swallower. Address, unknown. Known associates, none. Criminal activity. Broke into Mr. Ho's pet store. Ate all the mice at Mr. Ho's pet store. Ate all the cron... Where? Canaries. Those are like little yellow birds, canaries. Ate all the canaries at Mr. Ho's pet store. Ate all the guinea guinea pigs at Mr. Ho's pet store. Tried to eat Mr. Ho at Mr. Ho's pet store. Tried to eat the doctor who tried to save Mr. Ho. Tried to eat the policeman who tried to save the doctor who tried to save Mr. Ho. Ate the police dog that tried to save the policeman who tried to save the doctor who tried to save Mr. Ho. Ho. Status. Very dangerous. Do not approach. (laughs) Alright, what's the next one? Mm, The shark one. Alright, and then this one, there's a little picture where his uh, case file is is bitten out of, and the um, 
uh, Wolf is going okie dokie, nothing to see here, and he c- and he covers part of the thing. And it says name Mr. Shark, case number six 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 eight eight five e, alias Jaws, address popular tourist de- destinations. And then criminal activity will literally eat anything or anybody. Status ridiculously dangerous. Run, swim. Don't even read this. Get out of here. <laughs> Why did the wolf cover that up? Because he didn't want you finding out and being like super scared, thinking he's a bad guy. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So they're trying to be good. What was the wolf's reason for wanting to be good? He was tired of all the screams and the scares and stuff. Oh, okay. They all dressed up really nice, too. They were all nice all suits and everything. That's what the picture on the and front shows. The wolf, and the wolf gives them all hats, but the piranha, they'll take them off because the piranha doesn't have a head. And the snake thought it looked dope, and the shark ate his. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so they go through some hijinks and they decide that they need to, I think the snake tries to get the, there's a cat inside of a tree and the snake tries to get this cat out, Uh, but the cat freaks the heck out. Yeah. The, and then the shark, it has these like, um, scary letters when it goes and it goes here, kitty, kitty. And he's trying (laughs) to get it down. And they eventually come up where the wolf holds the snake, and the snake holds the piranha in his mouth, and they try and reach the cat, and he keeps calling, the piranha keeps calling him a stupid snake because he can't reach. And then uh, he eats the piranha whole, and then he swings the piranha around, and then it, I mean, swings the snake around, and then he spits out the piranha. The whole time when I was reading this book, I kept imagining uh, the Big Bad Wolf's voice as uh, the actor Seth Rogen, which you don't know that name because we've not let you watch any of those movies just yet. But um, if it were to do a movie of this, I would totally have Seth Rogen doing the voice of that wolf because he's got just the right amount of enthusiasm for trying to do something grand and spectacular. And so then at the end, yeah, they decide that they're going to save the day by letting all the dogs out of the pound. Which is really just a dog motel. They just call it a pound, but that's what it looks like, a dog motel. And it's uh, gorillas who are in charge of it. So, like, this world is just inhabited by animals, not, like, people or anything like that. And then... The usually it's the wolf dressing up as the grandma, but then it's the shark dressing up as the grandma. They kind of make fun of the wolf for that too. They're kind of like, "You like doing that sort of thing," and the wolf's like, "No, no, 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 I don't like doing that anymore." Yeah, and then the shark dresses up as a lady and tries to charm the gorilla. And meanwhile, they try to get the snake through the little bars of the window. Then they let him out. Zelda keeps wanting me to read the story of Little Red Riding Hood over and over again at bedtime. And you do the best voice of the wolf. Is it the best voice? Yeah, super scary. It's it's all like, is it the one where it's like, hello, I'm the wolf? No, it's a scary one, the rough one. Oh, it's like, uh, Grandma, what big eyes you have. The better to see you with my dad. Yes, that one. That one, yeah. I have fun doing that. I have fun trying out different voices on it. Yeah. Trying to get better voices. It'd be cool to do voices for like a cartoon and stuff like that someday. 
dream job. Yeah. But um, yeah, so they try to get these guys out, and um, do they succeed? I forget. What happens uh, with the dogs? They, they do. They do succeed. Yeah. And the dogs don't want to get out, but then the shark like scares them into getting them out. Have you read any of the other books in the series? Uh, no. Do they have the, them at your library? No, I don't think so. Do you want me to try We're to not, look next time we go to Fort Smith? Yeah. We got a. The next one in the series is. Hang on. Oh, the next one is called the Chicken Swallower. And that's the the snake's yeah, nickname, right? Yeah. The Chicken Swallower. Um, do you want me to try to get one of the other books in the series for you yeah. next time I go to the yeah. Fort Smith Library? Or you can come with me. You read that book fast, though. You could probably like go to the library and just grab the book and sit down and read it. Yeah, if they didn't have COVID restrictions, they say you can only have short visits at the library, not long ones. Boo. Yeah, no. We sprung, we sprung for the out-of-town uh, library card at the Fort Smith Public Library. I love our little public library here in uh, Scott County, Arkansas, but, man, it is small. They didn't even have, like, movies or anything like that. So, so. small. So, the one in Texas was, like, humongous. Yeah, that's the size you of the... Could, you could get lost in there. The Fort Smith Library is the size of the one in Texas that we went to, the yeah, one in like Round, Round Rock represent. Huge. Also, the Fort Smith Library has this really nice staircase in the um, in the middle of it. So what's uh, let's play a little game here before our podcast ends. This is a short book, so this episode feels kind of uh, kind of short. But um, if you could take any bad guy in any kind of movie or video game or TV show or anything and make him do a face turn, who would you? What would you? What's what's a bad guy that you would pick? I'm gonna have to think about that one. Since you are having some trouble, here's a few that I thought of. I thought of Doctor Robotnik or Eggman from the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog games and the movie, which I still haven't seen. By the way, was that movie good? Yes. Okay. I can't believe I haven't seen that because I freaking love the Sonic games. Well, at least the Sega Genesis ones and Sonic Mania. You should really see it. I really should. I heard it was really good. Uh, And you told me it was. So there you go. But, like, man, think of all the cool things that he could invent to, like, help people out and everything. And then I'm trying to think of a bad guy on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But I can't think of a bad guy on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It would be a... I don't know. Who? Um, On Brooklyn Nine-Nine. If there would be a bad guy that I could change on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I would change Stevie to a good guy. Oh, Stevie, Damon Wayans Jr. That's right. Stevie Schillen. He was he turned heel because he wasn't he didn't seem like a bad guy at the beginning yeah, of the episode. But he was. Spoilers, by the way, for the uh, episode called the Nine Eight of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, yeah. So what did Stevie do in that episode? He planted the drugs and he was a bad cop. Yeah. And then Jake had to... I think that's our favorite episode to watch together. Yes. Because Jake is arresting him and he's like, Stevie Shillings, you have the right to remain. A loser. Thanks. Nice, Charles. But now legally I have to start over again. (laughs) But there's a lot of good quotable things on that. We should totally do an episode sometime Um, that's just about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And then at the end they're they're singing Tony Braxton. I break my heart. 
Say you love me again. And Stevie starts singing. Because Stevie earlier, he made fun of the Tony Braxton yeah, music. Yeah, he goes, you know what? I like this song. And they start singing. And then they go, shut up, Stevie. Yeah, shut Jake up. And Charles Gosh, are like, the nerve of that guy. And then they all sing together. Uncry these tears. You know what? I was, I was thinking about, um, remember when we read Otherwise Known as Sheila the Great? Yes. Remember um, Harry, the elevator operator? Or Henry, excuse me, Henry, the elevator operator? Uh, yeah. I thought the guy that played Stevie, Damon Wayans Jr., I thought he would be a really good, um, he would be really good at that part if they made that into a movie. Uh, yeah. So, what? and then also I thought if they made a musical of Fudge, that, um, you know, the guy that does the voice of Timon? Yeah. They could just have grown-ups playing the kid characters, and then that guy could be Fudge. Because <laughs> somebody, I can't take credit for this, but somebody in my uh, uh, Bloom Saloon uh, Facebook group, they said that Eat It or Wear It would be a really good musical number. Eat it or wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Bloom Saloon, you recorded a little uh, segment for them yeah, that'll come up in a few water bugs water bugs yeah and then we talked we, we found out there's a book about a, it's not the same animal but there's a book called a shoe bag where a cockroach turns into a boy mm. we got to do that on our podcast sometime because that sounds really good yeah so is it like a chapter book yes or? it's a okay. long cha- it might be i think that's one of the very first chapter books i ever read in my life mm. i think i read that in second grade and i read that before I even knew who Beverly Cleary or Judy Bloom were. And those dun, are like dun, dun. <laughs> those are like some of the very first chapter books I ever read in my life were those two I, women. I imagined it as being like a little short book, like Oh no, like it was a chapter where book. they go Tom and Eve I forget onto the like something like that. I forget how the book ended, but it felt kind of sad. The book does. Mm-hmm. So just a heads up. Um, so would you recommend Bad Guys to another kid? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Um, what do you want to see the bad guys do? Like, uh, what's the storyline? If you were writing one of these stories for the bad guys, what would you have them do? I would have them try to um. Try to burn. Try to like save something. Like go to Mister Ho's pet store, the one that has snake attack, and try to save the animals there. Cause they just want to see how the snake would react in Mister Ho's pet store. What if um, I want to see how the big bet? What if they had to go to a retirement home? With a bunch of uh, with a bunch of grandmas, uh, and the wolf uh, had to uh, had to save all of them instead of eating them. <laughs> That's gonna be hard. Yeah, because <laughs> sometimes when I read Little Red Riding Hood to you guys, sometimes he eats the grandma, and yeah. then sometimes he just locks her in the closet or the bathroom. Yeah, I think it's better when he eats it because that's what really happens. He does eat her, and then he spits her out. Well, he don't Changes. spit her out, I don't think. I think in the book, the hunter always, like, cuts the wolf open and yeah, pulls Yeah, but sometimes, out. like, Terry punches. The oh, yeah, so when I tell y'all Little Red Riding Hood, the ending is never the same, and yeah. it usually features uh, a character from Brooklyn Nine-Nine showing up and saving the day. I like it's it like, best when it's Terry. That's my was favorite it Terry? character. I like doing Terry or Rosa, because Rosa has the axe. 
and y'all were asking about getting an axe at the hardware store today. <laughs> like what? Zelda's Zelda's like, I want an axe, Daddy. She's like four she's years just, old. She's just doing it because I wanted it, and I said, "Ooh, Dad, look at this axe!" And I was like, holding it where it was. What would you do with an axe, though? Cut down trees and look mm. scary with it. That's what Rosa said. She said, "What kind of woman doesn't have an axe?" Exactly. Is that one of the reasons you want it? Because Rosa has an axe? Yeah. And Charles has an axe, too. Why does Charles have an axe? Remember he brought it over because he's going to kill the turkey on the Thanksgiving episode? Oh, yeah. And she's like, why do you have an axe? And also... Like your axe. No, nice axe. Oh, nice axe. He's like, oh, by the way, nice axe. He's like, thanks. (laughs) Why do you have an axe? By the way, nice axe. I think (laughs) Rosa and Charles are like secretly like best friends. And nobody knows about it. Yeah. I think our people do know that they're friends. They don't hide it on air, but mm. I think they're the best friends. Because there's a bunch of episodes where, like, Charles and Rosa have each other's back. Like that one where they did the uh, the bachelorette party and each of them had to pick something. Huh? Remember that one? And Charles picked the restaurant to demolish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when she was and getting married. Rosa had to pick the best party of the three, and she picked Charles. Because they destroyed the restaurant. Gina and Amy are like, what? She's like, he had the best one. We we destroyed it. We broke so much stuff or something like that. I was like, that's the coolest episode. We might have to watch that after recording this podcast. They're so lucky. They get to break stuff. That and would not be cool. get in trouble. Like, I get to break stuff, but I get in trouble for it. Yeah, well, maybe we could find an abandoned restaurant somewhere. Maybe that's something I could look up for and you. And break And just stuff. demolish it. That would be a fun thing to do. But we might have the bad guys come get us. They might think that we're tearing down a restaurant when we're not supposed to. Mm. <laughs> what are we reading next? Do you remember? Uh, What's what, our next episode what, after what, this one? What we're actually reading or the one that the, comes after. What's the next episode after this? Uh, uh, Tales of the Fourth Grade. Nothing. There we I go. I kept thinking it was Fudgemania. No, but you know what? The Both libraries, the Waldron Library and the Fort Smith Library, they both have all of the fudge books. I don't know if the Waldron Library has the last fudge book, Double Fudge, but I did see that at the Fort Smith Library today, and I was like, huh. I almost checked it out because I wanted to read it for myself, but... I'm reading too many books already, and uh, I wouldn't have time if I picked it out. I, I wouldn't have time. So um, There's no such thing as reading too many books. <laughs> no, we wanted to do Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing for... That was the episode that was supposed to come out today, but we didn't want to have two Judy books back-to-back. Or I didn't want to have two Judy books back-to-back. I did not consult you about that. I, I didn't apologize. really care what... You didn't care? I wanted to kind of space them out a little bit, so... We're doing this one and then episode 10. And then I'm really excited about um, the book after um, – now, I'm really excited about the uh, next book that we'll be reading. It's called Blended by Sharon M. Draper. Can I say what it's about? Yes. It's about this girl who – her dad is black and her mom is white, and yep. she like changes names and schools and friends she and stuff. Goes by one nickname at one place and then her full name at the other place. It's yeah, almost like she's living two different lives. Yeah, that's what she says. And like, there's a different neighborhood and all of that. 
And um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to read that one. And then after that, we get to, uh, after Blended, we get to go down uh, the road of Stephen King. You get to read your first Stephen King book. I'm really excited about that. Stephen King. He's an author that writes a bunch of grown-up scary books. And we're actually going to read The Girl Who Loved, Tom Gordon. I remember getting that book in high school and reading it in a whole weekend. I absolutely loved it. And I think you'll love it, too. She loves baseball. Too bad it's not a book about a girl who loved hockey instead. That would be, like, the best book you would ever read in your life. Best book ever. Even better than Otis Spofford. I don't know. Is that still your favorite book that we've done? Even more than Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing? Yes. Oh, my Lord in heaven. Okay. I really like that one. (sighs) Maybe I need to reread it. Maybe there's something that I'm missing on this, but... Anyways, um, no, thank y'all for for joining us, and uh, we got a little off topic with our Brooklyn Nine Nine chatter, but we just love that show so much, so much, so much. Anyways, (laughs) yes, that was loud. I apologize. All right, well, hey, do you have any words of wisdom you want to share with anybody? Some advice? Uh, coconuts have water in them. Well, if you're thirsty, coconuts have water in them. Um, Pretty sure I say that in every episode. You do. I always ask you if you have words of wisdom and advice. You always say coconuts have water in them. They do. I used to think they had milk, but they have water. It's crazy. It's like a creamy. I don't know. Is it just? Is it regular water? Does it have coconut flavor? I don't don't know. I just know it's water. We need to get a coconut sometime and just like break it open and see what it's like. I'll get my meat tenderizer for that. Oh yeah, that would probably (laughs) do the trick. All right. Well, hey, you've got bedtime now. And um, everybody, um, we'll see you in two weeks with uh, episode 10 and Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. Uh, But uh, for Lucy Faber, I am Dustin. Everybody, have a great night. Bye.